millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not contain or replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello, Australia. Welcome to My Millennial Property. I'm Glenn James, and this is John Pigeon. Hi. Hi, John. We are talking about vacancy rates, and we just want to, for those who might have heard the term, who are interested in property, for those who might be new to investing and want to know a little bit more about this and what to look for, we're going to chat about vacancy rates. So, thank you to the team at Wellman Finance for supporting My Millennial Property. Yes. Look, you can't really buy a home without a mortgage unless you're balling and cashed up. (laughs) So, you need a good, great mortgage broker. And that is Wellman Finance. So, if you want to reach out to the team at Wellman Finance, please head over to wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash M3. Some info there and contact details to have a general discussion with Sean. And uh, his team can get you into your next property or your first property ASAP. Now, John... Fast episode today. Yes, strap yourself in. Strap in, baby. Vacancy rates, what are they and how do I calculate them? Yeah, so vacancy rates are a a percentage that a home is vacant at any one time. Right. Now, broadly speaking, you may get some data that suggests there's a vacancy rate across the state or the nation of 4%, 3%, 1%, whatever it may be. Okay, that means absolutely bugger all to your house in your street in your suburb when you're researching to buy property. And this is probably the most common time that we would use vacancy rates. We can use it as a one of the indicators to see what that suburb is is potentially doing in respect to, to vacants, uh, vacancy rates. Um, it basically means that it's a supply and demand um, indicator because... If we look at, say, vacancy rates as a percentage, which is how it's usually calculated, I would say uh, 1% vacancy in this in the suburb or the or the um, town represents about one week a year that your property might be vacant for on average, right? Right. But in saying that, that might not mean that every house in that suburb is available to rent and will have one week of vacancy. They might have two, they might have none, they might have three. So as an investor, obviously we don't need to worry about it as an owner-occupier, but when we're buying, we want to know what the supply and demand is in the suburb, but also where it's come from. So I use uh, one what, one of the research indicators is sqmresearch.com.au. So you can go there and you can look at uh, vacancy rates by any postcode any in, in, anywhere in Australia. At no cost? No cost at I'm the gonna moment. I'm going to do that now, SQM. <laughs> now, while Glenn's doing that, he might put in uh, postcode 2261, right, which, which we're in now. 
Now, you can look at the last, give or take, 10 years of vacancy rates in that particular suburb or suburbs because the postcode might mm. get across a few different ones. But you can see where it's trending. So on average, that probably sits at about 1.8%, 1.9%. But where has it come from in the last 10 years? And if it's trending downwards, that's a great thing because the vacancy rates coming down mean that demand's been um, staying up with the supply of new homes in the area or new rentals available. Um, If it's going up, however, we need to tread with caution. So it might, five years ago, it might be sitting at 2%. It now might be up at 5%, okay, which is five weeks of the year that something might be vacant for, which is, in my mind, I see 2 to 3% as a, about a, an even balanced market, mm, right? Mm. So what have you got up in front of you? Yes, yeah, so 2261, uh, which is the postcode where we are right now, uh, the vacancy rate's 1.6% as at May 2020. Right. So if you look back, how far does it go back? Uh, it goes back to 2005. Beautiful. So what what's it been doing trend-wise since then? Well, from 5 to 10, it went from 1.6 up to basically 4.4. Yep. But from 2010, it's trending down if I was to put a line through it. Yeah. Great. So that means that if I buy a house in this general area or if I put my house up for rent, um, that it's going to get rent pretty quick, but we'd also factor in about a two-week vacancy per year going forward, right? Now, you might, if you're a bit more conservative, you might throw an extra week on top of that just to cover, but when you're doing your forecasting for cash flow, you would always have two to three weeks vacancy Factored into the cash flow so for the year. General rule of thumb: Would you say under four percent is good? Yeah. Under two is awesome. Under two is awesome. L- locations that we're looking at the moment, it's they're point eights, point nines, one percent. So, wow. which is wow. amazing. We love it. We know that it'll get tenanted straight away if it's not already tenanted. Um, like had one last week that rented in. It was vacant for two days right, which is unbelievable. You get 20 turn up to your opens and, and yeah, it happens pretty quick. Like this, even this website and the vacancy rate hack, it really is a very easy way to get a vibe of the area you're looking at, which a lot of first-time investors don't even consider. No, and the other thing is it's it's a great starting point. It's not the be-all and end-all, but mm. it's a great starting point because what it doesn't show you is houses versus units. Yeah, and I was going to ask that as well. Um, does it matter the asset type? Absolutely. So how you get a feel for that is, all right, put in the postcode, know that there's houses and units in that postcode, and then talk to some agents and then talk to rental vacancies on realestate.com. What's sitting there um, longer than it should on on realestate.com? And for example, could you go to rental properties, realestate.com or domain or whatever, click unit only, oh, there's 50 vacant, and then click freehold house, there's two vacant. Correct. We know that that's an issue as well. 100%. So, And a lot of people, and I talk to a lot of people that I've met for the first time, Clarity Call or whatever, they're looking at buying, a, a, let's say, a unit in Sydney. And straight away when I see that, I see, right, because knowing a lot of the areas, I see, yeah, that's oversupplied. 
But when they do the check, it's sitting at 8 or 9% vacancy rate because it's purely just an apartment unit um, type suburb. And it blows their mind as to what they would um, be up for if they were to purchase that property. Now, it may not be the um, deciding factor of whether they buy there or not, but I just say, look, if you're going to buy there, just factor in at the moment eight weeks of vacancy. Mm. Um, and I think it's important as well. Like, let's let's have a discussion about w- when, if it was a twelve percent vacancy or a fifteen percent vacancy, mm. when that would be a problem. And the thing that comes to mind, and we did an episode in the past about maybe lifestyle locations, yes, such as holiday towns, yeah, and seasonal areas. Yeah, it, it, it's very rare to see it up over six percent. Right, to be honest, right, like right. we we know, like three or four years ago, the Perth market was up around six. Um, generally speaking, there was an oversupply there. That's now come down to, in a lot of cases, two to three percent. So it usually doesn't stay there forever. It's just uh, maybe a pain point for a few years that that um, investors need to adjust to, but. Again, that's why that trend is really so important is uh, if you can see your vacancy rates trending downwards over the last five years, then that's a great thing. If you can see it trending upwards, that's when we've got to tread with caution. Okay, question. If it's been, if you look at a suburb and it's been trending upwards and it looks like it may have peaked for the last couple of months at five or 6%, Yeah. So, and we know historically that Generally, you know, it won't, you know, if you're saying six is usually the biggest, the highest that you would see. If it was trending up and it plateaued high, is that a time, does that mean it could be turning into a buyer's market? Is that Uh, an indicator to go in and steal a property? May not. It's it's probably still a bit too risky. I would want to see it starting to trend down right. before we went in there and maybe got ourselves a discount. Mm. But even then, we'd still be forecasting for maybe three or four weeks of vacancy uh, for the year. Mm. Um, and, and I mean, as I said before, it's only one indicator, but it's a pretty important indicator because it, it, it can have a big dint on your cash flow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, understanding what yield you would get on that property normally in that suburb can also help you with the decision making on that. Well, well, there you go, everyone. Short, sharp, vacancy rates. Um, that website that we looked at, sqmresearch.com.au, yes. Google that. At the moment, there's some free data on there. Yeah. Hopefully that stays around yeah. for a bit. Oh, and I just it's just so important. Like so many people go, oh, I'm buying an investment property in the suburb next to me. Mm. Uh, have you looked at the vacancy rates? Have you looked at some of the other factors? Have yeah. you looked? And this is the whole thing. It's like property isn't cheap. And there are so many factors, vacancy rates, transportation, yeah. infrastructure. Yeah. Like it's Good. just, yeah. it's overwhelming. And that's why if you do want some personal help, I would recommend to reach out to John, uh, solveourwealth.com.au. Or if you do want a clarity call, we offer that to our listeners. You can go to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help. And, yeah. um, you know, you can bounce some ideas off John for $330. Um, that's available as well. So... Yeah. Thanks, John, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, We really, we like this My Millennial Property Podcast because it's just short, sharp, and we can cover a lot of ground. That's right. And, yeah, we welcome your feedback anytime. And if you you have listened for a while on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to 
give us a five-star review and some nice words if you uh, if you like what we're doing here. Be kind. Love it. All right. See you later. Thanks. Special thanks to Wellman Finance, our podcast partner. Sean Wellman and his team are available to coach you through your property journey, even if it's your first time. With expertise in investment and home loans, they're in your corner providing education and support as you take each step. For more info, check out wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash M3. If you want to really turn up your property, education, and information journey, make sure you check out the Solvair Property and Finance Academy. This is an amazing online resource that John has put together. It's to empower and to give results to people who are either first-time buyers, whether for their home to live in or an investment property, or if you're a seasoned property investor. This online academy is for you. Check out the link in the show notes. It will change your life if you let it. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.